Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. So I uh, I graduated from high school in 1984. I know it was a billion years ago. Ooh, you know, whatever. So 1984, uh, things were a lot different in 1984. And, and in 1984, out came a commercial for uh, Apple's Macintosh computer system, which is a dinosaur now, certainly. And you look at, uh, I was thinking about this on the plane last night. Think about how far we've come, not even since 1984, just the last 15 years. As far as uh, technology, as far as connectivity around the world, and uh, we have had a, a just a, a revolution with regard to being able to communicate, uh, uh, and and uh, unfortunately, there were a lot of people in the world who took the opportunity to control people. And this commercial in 1984 was run during the Super Bowl. And I'm sure you've probably seen it before. It, it, it's mostly visual, but I'll play a little bit of the audio. The day we celebrate the first glorious anniversary of the information glorification. It's a bunch of, uh, you know, prisoners being uh, brought to a big screen by armed guards. They're wearing uniforms. They're going to go sit in front of a massive screen to be spoken to by Big Brother. In comes a female athlete, presumably always been a female, with a big uh, hammer. She's a hammer thrower, and she's going to wreck that big screen with Big Brother from uh, George Oswell's 1984. Presumably, this is what Macintosh Apple is going to do to uh, freedom and uh, the same tripe that we've been fed by the media over years and the government for years. And so the, uh, the the hammer throws up being chased by government officials, and she throws the hammer into the TV, and the TV, of course, explodes with Big Brother on the screen. Looks a lot like Anthony Fauci. And there you go. And that's Apple. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. But boy, did Apple become 1984. I did not bring this to the air earlier this week because it was very busy. I was very distracted. Apple has become Big Brother. They are the opposite of what they promised they were going to do. Last week, we found that Apple uh, was able to distract from what they're doing in China by agreeing not to ban Twitter from their app store. And so we went, oh, okay, Apple's going to play nice and they're going to allow Twitter to be exist now that Elon Musk is going to be there. But what you didn't <clears throat> maybe focus on enough was the fact that in mainland China, Apple had a uh, software download available and uh the one thing that was missing from the update to the people in mainland China was the Dropbox feature. Now, the Dropbox feature allows people to communicate with one another without using the web, without it going into the cloud, so you can be monitored. And presumably, if you're talking about anti-government protest in China, uh, you know, not be caught by the government, rounded up, and sent off to a re-education camp. <clears throat> Apple got a $270 billion investment from China. And Apple pulled the rug out from under freedom-loving people of China in favor of uh, Big Charlie, in favor of Big Brother. What an abdication, right? What an abdication. And, and even worse, what a massive waste of an enormous opportunity for freedom throughout the world in favor of the opposite of freedom. It's kind of interesting. I thought I'd bring it to you just because nobody else 
<clears throat> has brought it up. Let's go to the phones here. I think we got uh, Gerard. Uh, hello there, Gerard. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. I'm just um, bringing up the timing of this, uh, releasing Griner. Yes. It, 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 don't you think this is this distraction by Biden yep. to, to, to take our eyes away from what's happening with his son? You are spot on, bro, because I brought up that earlier, and I said that, uh, isn't it funny they're doing this? It's, why would they do this? Because, you know, the midterms are already over, and you just nailed it, bro. You just nailed it, Gerard. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. You brought this up. But I've been listening on and off. No, 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 no. Gerard, first of all, uh, I realize you don't have the, the time probably to listen to my whole show. Which, you know, I, I'll find you if you're not, you, you, know, I'll, you know, anyway. But no, no, I said this earlier. I said, why would they do this? The midterms are already over, and you just hit it, bro. You just hit it. It's a distraction. Yeah. It's a distraction. Releasing uh, the uh, the other prisoner, Mr. Whalen, that wouldn't have gotten the headlines. It doesn't check as many boxes, does it? Well, no, he's a white guy. Yeah, he's a white guy. He's not a he's not a, a LGBTQRSTU member of a black community. And a no, professional he's athlete. Country, that's all. He's, he's just a white guy that serves his country in the Marines. So he's I know. I know Gerard. You know, she represents the best of America. Did, yeah, Joe Biden yeah, says right. best of America there, buddy. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> Joe Biden's world. Yes, sir. Gerard, you made a great point. And I, I of course. In fact, I'll just go ahead and I'm going to agree with you. Of course. All right. Thanks. All right, bro. Thank you. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Hello, Eileen. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Good to have you on. Yeah. Hi, Rob. So, um, so now Biden is supporting this woman, Brittany uh, Griner. Or Griner. I have Griner. Yeah, it's Griner. Yeah, I haven't re- researched her at all. But um, my first inclination is if Biden is in support of anyone and their character, uh, I automatically dismiss that them. And then All right, I listen, I've, I've got I've to put you on hold. I apologize. I didn't realize we were so cl- close to the break. If you can hold on, I'll talk to you after the, after the bottom of the hour. Does that sound cool? Okay. This is The Rob Carson Show. More on this and so much more after this. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's The Rob Carson Show. This is a good song. This was actually sampled. This is uh, Clarence. Is it Clarence? It's not Clarence. Clarence Carter, I think it is. Backdoor Santa. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> I mean, I like the standards. I like the standards. But you know what this song was sampled for? Do you remember uh, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC? Yeah, that was sampled. But I do, uh, I do love the show. I think we need a little Christmas parody, don't you? That's what we do here on the show. Better than, uh, I think, pretty much just about everything. Do you notice the car dealerships and the grocery stores lately? We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Protections have all failed. Empty car lots. Your freedoms, they have been nixed. Elections, they are all fixed. If you even question it, you're jailed. That's right. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro or Putin, dictator in disguise. The media state run protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Down the tubes we go. But the thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to Sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats and Sleepy Joe. There you go. That's from Jim Gossett. Just in time for Christmas. And, uh, you know, Hanukkah, if you celebrate Hanukkah, I wish you all the best. You and your families. A happy Hanukkah. Or, you know, whatever you celebrate. I mean, Christmas. 62% of Americans want Hunter Biden investigated. 61% say his father most likely is compromised by his China business deals. That happened, uh, you know, last week. That was a headline last week. And then I just get a call, and uh, the gentleman who just called uh, uh, Gerard, he says, you know, Rob, uh, <clears throat> they just did this Brittany Geiner uh, release, and they did it, and uh, clearly they chose the, the LGBTQ black woman over the uh, white guy Marine who's been in prison for four years for, I mean, it's obvious it's a political decision. 
And I had asked earlier, I said, well, there wasn't a midterm. What the, what the? And then uh, and then Gerard said, oh, yeah, they're distracting from, uh, you know, what's going on right now with this Hunter Biden, uh, the FBI, Elon Musk, all the truth coming out. And I went, oh, yeah, there's that. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Now, all of those media outlets who were wrong and all of the 50 Intel uh, insider swamp dwellers who signed the letter saying that it looked like Hunter Biden's laptop was <clears throat> disinformation from Russia, they knew they were wrong at the time. If they didn't realize they were wrong at the time, they're idiots. And I'm speaking to the uh, the mainstream news media. And uh, and uh, I've not heard a single apology. Have you heard an apology from any of those? Has anybody gone and did a correction and said, hey, man, we were really wrong. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. You know why they didn't? You know why they haven't apologized? Because the Biden administration hasn't told them to. I'm not kidding. The Biden administration hasn't told them to. If you think that uh, suppression of everything as misinformation from COVID treatment to where the virus came to Hunter Biden's laptop to CRT in schools to transgender ideology. You could not say online. You could not say all lives matter. Not white lives matter. All lives matter. You could not say it was verboten. It was flagged. Did that come organically from Twitter when it also happened on Facebook at the exact same time? Of course not. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to step around the, uh, the fact that uh, the U.S. government agencies met with Twitter ahead of the 2020 election to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'm wondering if there, there was that communication there surrounding the Hunter Biden laptop story. So I can't speak to decisions made uh, by, uh, by the campaign from here. That is not, it, it is a political uh, uh, campaign, so I can't speak from that from here to that from here. I'm covered by the Hatch Act, and so I'm just not going to comment on. She's on covered the by the Hatch Act. Act. You know what? She's she's not covered by anything, but she's knee deep in BS. I'll tell you that. Uh, do we still have Eileen on the uh, on the phone? She is, was nice enough to hold over the uh, break. Eileen from Santa Cruz, you want to complete your uh, your thoughts, my dear? Yeah, I just wanted to say. Um, uh, if Biden is the appraiser of valued human beings, uh, we're, we're in big trouble. And because he considers his son, Hunter, the smartest person on earth, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And I just, I just wanted to mention, um, you, like you were saying, I'm, I'm uh, uh, listening to you on KSEO Radio in Santa yes. Cruz. Yes. And so here we are, as Rush used to say, we are in the sea of uh, liberalism here mm -hmm. in California. And um, the KSEO is uh, for sale right now. The station is for sale. So I just wanted to ask for the listeners who pray if we could, uh, if we would pray for the. Uh, to keep it on the air. To keep it on the yeah, air. I get it. Exactly. To, for it to remain a, a truly a beacon of free speech here in California. I, so. I know how important it is to KSCO listeners. It is very important to uh, the most passionate band of listeners, I think, that I've ever encountered. The listeners for KSCO in Santa Cruz. So I appreciate your passion. They are. The, the station is for sale. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I, I, Eileen, God bless you. I thank you for uh, joining me today and sharing that. Byron Donalds is a freshman congressman who's made quite a uh, an impact in Washington, D.C. He is a person of color. doesn't really matter. Now, one of the things you didn't notice is that James Baker was the uh, lead counsel in the FBI and the guy who literally uh, created the Russian laptop or the Russian disinformation, uh, Russia collusion hoax. He was in the FBI. He helped to create the Russia collusion hoax, which was proven false, but was an attempt to throw the 2016 election. He was either fired or quit after 2018 when he did that, after he did that and went to Twitter. He went to Twitter. 
right before the 2020 election, where he was instrumental in shutting down the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, that is beyond a pipeline of corruption. This is worse than leaving uh, Capitol Hill and working for a big pharma as a uh, as a uh, a lobbyist. I mean, this is worse than Anthony Fauci enriching himself by uh, many fold during the height of a the most supposedly deadly pandemic in world history. But here's Byron Donalds talking about it. For a year and that this was not hacked. Your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts is this thinks to high heaven. Uh, my eyebrows are more than raised. Uh, the questions I had before have only... Why do you suppose Joe Biden just got a prisoner swap for Brittany Griner? Distraction. We multiplied. Uh, he needs to come in and answer a lot of questions from the Oversight Committee. Listen, Jim Baker, we're going to go way, way back. Like it was said before, this guy was the counsel at FBI when they were doing the FISA warrants back with Carter page. This is all based on the phony uh, dossier against Donald Trump. So this guy has been in the room and a part of what has gone on with investigations of the former president. This is beyond. I mean, there are people literally like in Venezuela, uh, they're going, the leaders there are going, man, why couldn't we get away with that? I mean, we, we don't even have the First Amendment. We haven't done the stuff like this. This is incredible. From before he was even sat as the former, as the, as the 45th president of the United States. Now we come full circle. He's, he's, a, he's a general counsel at Twitter. So you know he was seeing stuff, traffic come in during the 2020 elections. And now he's trying to clean up the files that are released uh, to the public that the current owner, Elon Musk, once out for transfer. Yeah, you were wondering why there wasn't a light, lot of stuff to that first release. Well, rumor has it that Mr. Baker was deleting a whole bunch of stuff right before Elon Musk fired him at the end of last week. Transparency purposes, this is a cover-up of the highest order. Major questions have to be answered. He needs to come in and answer to Congress. Yeah. And yeah. I think Biden... And then along comes Brittany Griner and getting her out of jail and leaving a Marine over there and a rot and all that stuff. And they're going to do their level best. It's going to be... It's going to get thick the next couple days. Brittany, Brittany Griner's going to be, uh, become this hero. They're going to have a ticker tape parade. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them, to be quite honest. They're going to they're make this seem like the greatest thing. Joe Biden already said he's the best that, she's the best that America has to offer, bypassing uh, tens of thousands of, uh, of, of uh, soldiers who have lost their limbs or come back with PTSD, uh, those who lost their lives overseas, patriotic Americans that volunteer, patriotic Americans that help people out. Hell, even like uh, people who work for the Salvation Army. They aren't even a, they're, they are a shadow on Brittany Griner's, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, here is Ron DeSantis. He's the uh, governor of Florida, and uh, people like uh, uh, Meghan McCain are convinced that he's going to be the next uh, uh, target for the left to completely destroy. I mean, no, the, uh, the next uh, presidential candidate in 2024, uh, the presidential candidate. But uh, he may or may not be. Who knows? But here he is going after uh, big tech and their collusion with the Biden administration to shut down truth. And uh, by the way, this is all the feces meeting the fan. And uh, here is Ron DeSantis. The tech companies are trying to, uh, before Musk on Twitter, Twitter was, they're trying to use massive power, massive ability to shape the narrative to enforce orthodoxy and to marginalize dissenting views. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's the guy who's been saying dissent is not disinformation for the last couple years? Oh, yeah, this guy. So I mean me. Orthodoxy they want is not your values or my values. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that's why they're saying that uh, you can't criticize CRT. They've got to make it orthodoxy. They've got to make it official. So anything against it becomes disinformation. So you know and you see it. And so this was one thing. They're talking about Hunter Biden, but there's a hundred other examples right. that they're going to be able to show. And how they marginalized people that were speaking the truth on COVID was really, really damaging. And it ended up killing people yeah, uh, because yeah, people there was would that. tell the truth and they would get deplatformed um, on Twitter. We're also going to be doing some stuff because I have a Surgeon General in Florida, Dr. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Hey. 
who's been really, really strong of just fighting back against the narrative. Yeah, think of all the things that you weren't able to say. I need you to stop for a second. And I need you to think about all of the things that we were told we couldn't say. All of the things we were told we could not have an opinion. This is the United States of America. They told you you couldn't criticize CRT. They shut down the discussion, even though you knew it was corrupt. They told you you couldn't criticize January the 6th. They destroyed all of the autopsies of January 6th deaths, including Ashley Babbitt. They even made the mention of the officer who killed her verboten. They would not allow it to happen until he did an interview. COVID, the origin of COVID. We should have figured that out already. Uh, I can go on and on and on. These are all things that were declared disinformation on big social media and the mainstream media. And who already had in place the infrastructure and the leader. And we're already having meetings and already censoring free speech in a disinformation board. There you go. I think we kind of now understand why this Ashley, or I should say Ashley, why this Brittany Griner uh, prisoner swap happened. I've got your calls on the other side of this. uh, 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Time Magazine just made its uh, person of the year the uh, the leader of Ukraine, Vladimir Volinsky. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah. I know I'm as surprised as you are. You're probably going, oh, my God, there is no way. And I'm like, when I read the headline this morning, I was like, no way. And then your immediately question was, I didn't know that Time Magazine existed anymore. That was the surprise. Not that Vladimir Zelensky would be the guy, but I didn't even know Time Magazine was around. That, that was a big surprise to me. Maybe it was to you, but... Uh... Yeah, Time Magazine, uh, the, 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 like the person of the year really matters from Time Magazine. Like, that's a big deal. I mean, what, what would you rather see that, like, the person of the year acknowledged by, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a veterans organization or something. Now, honestly, the, the Time Magazine, like, they, they made Adolf Hitler the, t- the man of the year. That should have ended them years ago. But anyway, I guess they still publish Time Magazine. Do they? I don't know. I haven't read magazines in years. Uh, let's go to Steve in uh, Monterey. Steve, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's in your mind today, man? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, Rob. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, B- Biden saying that Brittany Griner is the, the best we have. I'm sure the <laughs> Russian government and media was saying, look, at she's living with a woman. She's bisexual or, or homosexual. She's seven feet tall. She's smoking dope. Isn't that what America represents? And that's what they did with her. Meanwhile... We we uh, did not get our other guy back. Mm-mm. And meanwhile, Biden looks like he's doing a good job. It's just all kind of scary to me. Can I say one thing? Uh, sure. Today in an hour downtown Monterey, anyone who wants to change the world should show up and help me expose John Lennon's murder. Okay, thank you. All right, let's go to what else we got here. Uh, we got uh, Michael in Nottingham. Hello there, Michael. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. Uh, I hope you're having a good day. Oh, my God, yes. Go ahead. Great. Uh, I want to come out of the closet publicly. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to uh, say what my prediction is. Wait a minute. Are you a seven-foot-tall uh, married lesbian previously locked up in a Russian gulag? No, I'm uh, married 39 years, soon oh, to be okay. 40. All right, well, you're coming out of the closet. I didn't know. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, my <laughs> prediction is that Donald Trump 
will yes. be uh, the Republican nominee for uh, president in 2024. Yes. And furthermore, that uh, Donald Trump will, uh, in the general election, receive uh, a minimum of 85 million uh, votes and be uh, the 47th president of the United States uh, in November 2024. Okay. And uh, we, uh, my, my, the three adults in my house, my wife and I and my adult son, uh, are all supporting Donald Trump. Okay. And uh, what I'm uh, pledging to do... Uh, let, me, let me ask you this question. I mean, I mean it's, it's nice you're making a proclamation and all that. Uh, let me just ask you this. Has all of this uh, stuff that's going on, you're a Trump supporter, uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, uh, the six uh, trumped-up BS charges that uh, did whatever in New York State and all this, has any of that changed you at all with regard to Donald Trump ready to go, move on from Donald Trump and go with Ron DeSantis? It hasn't at all. It's made me very angry, more angry yes. and more wanting to vote for President Trump. Michael, we do have to wrap things up, but that's the point I wanted to make here, uh, that uh, people who support Donald Trump have not been uh, in any way, shape, or swayed by this. Keep trying. Keep throwing stuff at the wall. It's not going to stick, and he will be the candidate. Uh, and it's not because I'm a Trump stick of it. I'm just dealing with the facts. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, last hour of the show, and we've got lots of fun planned for you, kids. Come on in and hang out, will ya? Here's a number, 800-922-6680. I just tweeted. I tweeted. I can now, and I didn't even get flagged. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Although I did get flagged on Facebook. I had one. Uh, it was uh, I put up a list of all the things that had been uh, censored on Facebook on one of my pages, and they censored, they, they flagged it for uh, a misinformation about uh, global warming and climate change. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's just kind of funny. They they went ahead and flagged it for global warming and climate change. But here's what I wrote. I wrote. Uh, I said uh, Brittany Griner is not quote the best America has to offer. As Joe Biden said, the best America has to offer has been left behind to rot in a Russian prison. Paul Whelan is a Marine unlawfully imprisoned. Joe Biden is wagging the dog. This time the dog is a seven foot tall, spoiled, entitled millennial brat. So that was my uh, that was my uh, post to uh, Twitter this morning, which is not being impacted by it whatsoever. This is Jim Gossett about her. In a prison over in Russia. Wouldn't be a news story. Is a lady. If a man decided to play against her. set free. Yes, they can find her. Brittany Griner. And now they gave her. This is Jim Gossett. Anthony Blinken. Wagon that dog. What was he thinking? He left behind a brave Marine. Yes, Paul Whelan. They're still jailing. But they freed that kneeling queen. She's the best America has to offer. The yeah. There you go. Uh, Jim Gossett, jimgossettcomedy.com, two S's and two T's. Uh, Jim's putting up a, he's going to do a, a Patreon page because he is uh, an independent contractor. And I will give you uh, uh, that information as soon as he has it set up because <clears throat> if you like what he does, you can uh, help him continue what he does as a comedian with a Patreon page. We'll get to that information. Uh, and uh, since he's done such an amazing job for the show, uh, you might consider becoming a follower with Mr. Jim Gossett. Uh, by the way, the city of San Francisco reportedly investigating Elon Musk for converting, converting some office space inside Twitter's headquarters into sleeping quarters for employees. 
Yeah. Forbes reported a photo of a one-bedded converted uh, one converted bedroom shared with Forbes showed bright orange carpeting, a wooden bedside table, what appears to be a queen bed. Nice TV in there, by the way. It's a hotel room. It's a hotel room. One source said that no announcement or context was provided to employees and presumed that the beds are for re- the remaining, quote, hardcore staffers to be able to stay overnight at the office. San Francisco's Department of Building Inspection investigating Musk and Twitter for potentially violating city building codes by using space designated for work as living areas. That's their big thing now, right? That and, uh, you know, the big the other big thing is, is uh, uh, going after Donald Trump and finding out that one of his employees had a company car. I know, I know. God, he needs to go to jail or worse in prison forever. Just go send him to a Russian prison. Patrick Hanna, a spokesman for the Department of San Francisco. We need to make sure the building is being used as intended. There are different building code requirements for residential buildings, including those being used for short-term stays. These codes make sure people are using spaces safely. No one is above the law. And if Twitter is found to be in violation of a building codes, then the city will issue a notice of violation. And this is what Twitter, uh, this is what uh, Elon Musk tweeted. He says, so the city of San Francisco and tax companies providing beds for tired employees instead of making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. Huh, huh. Where are your priorities, London breed? And then he linked it to a uh, a story of how a <clears throat> little 10-month-old baby died after accidentally injecting uh, fentanyl in the uh, San Francisco park. People are intellectually and morally bankrupt. 69% of Democrats agree Arizonans were uh, denied the sacred right to vote. This according to a survey last week that I shared with you, Rasmussen. 69% of Democrats surveyed they believe Arizonans were denied the sacred right to vote during the Election Day polling site problems that happened in Maricopa County, leading to hour-long reports. You combine this with uh, Katie Hobbs literally threatening county boards uh, members with arrests and indictment if they didn't vote yes for the certification for her election. The AG for the state of uh, Arizona went ahead and begrudgingly approved it, said that he was not actually approving it, but I guess he did. I don't know if he was trying to say some face or if we are hopefully going to see some lawsuits out of this because I'm going to tell you if something as corrupt as what happened in Arizona and it is patently and transparently corrupt uh, please this this is worse than any third world hellhole nightmare you could ever imagine in places like Brazil which by the way Elon Musk also says was rigged uh, that rigor uh, that Twitter helped to rig as well uh, hence uh, you know Joe Biden uh, wagging the dog and really Seeing Brittany Griner. Here is a Carrie Lake talking about what she is up to. Here in Arizona, it seems like Arizona is kind of always ground zero for everything, whether it comes to election integrity, our border battle. Our- yeah, I'm not letting this one go, by the way. Anybody listening, I'm not just going to say, oh, yeah, let's just move on. Let's make sure everything's okay. Because if this is allowed to stand unchallenged, then Democrats can do anything to steal elections anything fentanyl crisis what's happening in our schools arizona is at the tip of the spear and we just had uh, an election here november 8th which was run like they run elections in banana republics and this is why i'm going to be contesting the election as you saw earlier this week you know why because there's a bunch of crap some of the um i call them clowns running our circus of elections actually certified the election my opponent katie they're like criminals and clowns they're clownimals hobbs who should have recused herself but oversaw the election in a very shady and shoddy way actually certified the election and a lot of america first patriots were saying carrie what are you doing why aren't you contesting this what's wrong and what they don't realize is that in order to contest an election in arizona it has to be certified so this sham election had to be certified for us to begin contesting it, and we will be contesting. That way, the government already has a leg up on any type of contest. Uh, you know, anyone trying to contest it. it we're going to be filing. They can say, "Well, hey, they they certified it, so everybody said it was okay." Case dismissed. Dink. Sycophantic Democrat judge. Our lawsuit on Friday, and I'll be filling you in more later on in this program about the lawsuit and what's coming up. All right, Godspeed, Gary. I wish you all the best because this is nonsense. This is nonsense. All right, we've got a couple other stories I want to get to before I jump into uh, the Tom Cotton. 
address of the CEO of the woke CEO of uh, of Kroger. I used to shop at Kroger. Kroger. Oh, this is here. Here's something kind of light. Are you ready? There is a genre of comedy called dad jokes. And, uh, you know, whatever, it's a way to, I don't know, maybe dismiss dads or what, you know, and it, sometimes they're a little bit cheesy, but they're awesome. Dad jokes are awesome. Jokes, you know, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a humorist. That's what I do for a living. But there's a new list of, uh, study, study at Northern Illinois University probed uh, 300 people. Ooh, that's weird. Th- <clears throat> probed 300 people. Could have been worse. On their uh, a preferred style of jokes. Uh, in which they like to uh, tell and also receive. According to the results, pun tellers were not uh, sadistic and receivers were actually grateful as puns are the most popular jokes to hear. Okay? Here's a a classic uh, one-liner. Say what you want to say about the deaf. That's a joke. Uh, The first few weeks of Weight Watchers, you're just finding your feet. (laughs) Samuel uh, Johnson, author of the 1755 Dictionary of the English Language, called puns uh, uh, to trifle with the vocabulary, which is a vehicle of social incourses to tamper with the currency of human intelligence. He would violate the, uh, he who would violate the sanctities of his mother tongue, that sounded weird, would invade the recesses of a paternal till without remorse, meaning that he thinks that poles are stupid. Their tons, uh, the puns are stupid. But apparently people, uh, they don't mind puns. Uh, here are some of the uh, uh, worst dad jokes or best, if you like them, of all time. I'll just say a couple. Elevators terrify me. I'm taking steps to avoid them. Me and my friends put a band together. We call it 999 megabytes. Still don't have a gig, though. <laughs> I don't have a gig. <clears throat> Just got hospitalized due to a peekaboo incident. They put me in ICU. (laughs) In college, I was so broke, I couldn't afford the electricity bill. Those were the darkest days of my life. (laughs) Sorry, I think they're kind of funny. And I I tell jokes for a living, so I kind of know what's funny, all right? And even it's a little groany, it's still funny. I went to the doctor with hearing problems. He said, can you describe the symptoms? I said, well, Homer's a fat dude and Marge Marge has blue hair. Hard of hearing symptoms. Okay, Um, here's another one. I said to my wife, when I die, I'd like uh, to die having sex. She replied, at least it'll be quick. (laughs) Oh, this is funny. Uh, Did you hear the new, uh, about the new origami porn channel? It's pay-per-view only, paper that's uh, the worst jokes according to this study. I'll just go ahead and give mine that I, I, I shared several times on the trip to New York that I made up that you can use uh, just in time for Christmas. And it's actually damn funny. Where does Santa go to buy all the presents or I should say for elves to build all the presents <clears throat> for the naughty kids? Where does Santa get all the presents for the naughty kids? Coles. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Make sure to tip your bartenders and waitresses. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to, as you groan, The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you're checking out The Rob Carson Show podcast... Uh, my producer, Ken, who's uh, <clears throat> my soul brother, uh, he is, what he's doing is, it, we with the last couple of days, we're going to see how this works. Normally, we take the three-hour show, we remove the commercials, we make it into a two-hour podcast. What he has been doing the last couple of days, he is doing two individual one-hour pieces to make it a little bit easier for you. We're going to just see if this is a little more digestible to you uh, and easier to use for you. Uh, whatever it takes, because we know your time is valuable. We know your time. And listen, guys, I, I know what it's like. 
to to be busy and to expect somebody even 15 minutes of somebody's time is is a lot to expect so i we were trying to make it more user friendly you get across the uh the commentary and the humor and the guests and all that stuff in a little bit shorter uh amount of time but if you want to download it if you would subscribe it'd be so huge you could do it on apple podcasts or spotify all of the usual suspects are too many to uh really mention but if you need uh, just a compendium of all of them just go to uh, newsmax tv slash podcast newsmax tv podcast slash podcast and the reason we do that is because newsmax broadcasting and newsmax radio is where you hear this show so uh kroger has announced plans that it's going to acquire Albertson Supermarket for $24 billion. The plan not exactly celebrated. Instead, it triggered an immediate antitrust concerns, especially among Democrats who are suspicious of massive corporations. After all, Kroger is the nation's second largest grocery chain, Albertson's the fourth, and what they're thinking is that this would be kind of a, you know, you eliminate competition, and it's a bad thing. And uh, Kroger could eventually uh, rival Walmart, whatever. You know, Walmart takes the competition, you know, and if they don't, they'll get beat, whatever. So Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on uh, comp- Competition Policy was happening. Antitrust and Consumer Rights on last Tuesday, uh, uh, they were talking about that. And Tom Cotton blasted the CEO, Rodney McMullen, for running to Republicans for support while at the same time enacting woke corporate policies. Done a lot of just nonsense that a lot of, a lot of uh, companies have. For instance, um, uh, Cotton grilled McMullen over a religious discrimination lawsuit against the company for forcing two employees to wear a uniform adorned with a rainbow heart for the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ uh, lobby, and they said no. So they fired them. Just, just got rid of those people. Kind of weird because, you know, there are people who sued uh, so that they could wear their Black Lives Matter uh, pin at work. And the companies went, okay, just don't sue us. And it's apparently cool to wear Black Lives Matter stuff anywhere else or whatever lib cause you want. But uh, these women didn't want to because of you know, religious beliefs or whatever. They didn't want to be forced to wear this. And Tom Cotton uh, uh, approached the CEO of the company, now begging Republicans to approve their merger. Two Kroger employees, Brenda Lawson, age 72, and Trudy Rickard, age 57, uh, declined the uh, directive to begin wearing a new store apron with a multicolored heart symbol on it. They, like many other of your employees, felt uncomfortable with the new age. Yeah, you know, I'm just cool. I'm just, I'm going to just check out your groceries, and we're going to bag them up, and you're going to say goodbye. I'm not going to even try to, you know, make a political statement. Just want to work here at Kroger. Friends, because they thought the heart resembled a gay pride symbol. Rather than make accommodations, Kroger fired these two employees. One employee simply asked to cover the symbol with a name tag. But Kroger refused even that reasonable accommodation. Are you aware of these terminations, Mr. McMillan? Uh, Senator, I am, I am not. That's a pretty big story, actually. Why the hell that? This was not a private lawsuit either by two disgruntled employees, Mr. Mullen. This was brought by the EEOC. So are you not aware when your company is sued for... Re- I got a price check on some green beans over here. Just discrimination by the United States government? Uh, no, sir, I am not. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Here is uh, Tom Cotton uh, uh, talking to the CEO of Kroger. They apparently had this big uh, uh, inclusivity guide at the store, which was uh, beyond woke from a company that's just trying to fill your car with meat and vegetables and chips and stuff. Mr. Mo- or Mr. McMullen, are you aware that Kroger has something called an allyship guide for its employees? Uh, yes, Senator. Okay. Um, in the- or you could just sell freaking groceries. Allyship guide, you direct employees to stop using sir and ma'am because they're not inclusive. Do you expect 72-year-old employees in rural areas of Arkansas to really stop using words like sir and ma'am? If you, if you look at our allyship guide overall, it's trying to uh, support our... Oh, listen to this. This gets so stupid. This man should not be in charge of a company. Listen to this nonsense. Associates 
and uh, uh, going forward and trying to in be inclusive for everybody with all different beliefs. Are, are you Except for the heterosexual white Christians. They, they're, they're completely screwed. Still requiring employees to wear the apron with the rainbow heart symbol on it? Yeah, if you, the, um, if you look at this, uh, we, we put in place an apron several years ago because our associates wanted to have a common dress code. Yeah, as though you could make being forced to wear an apron suck even more. Uh, the heart is a symbol of art. The Kroger's fundamental purpose is to feed the human spirit. And uh, part of feeding the human spirit is the heart. And that heart... Oh, my God. I almost vomited the food that I bought at Kroger's. Listen to this again. It is, you're here to sell us groceries. Our associates wanted to have a common dress code. Uh, the heart is a symbol of art. The Kroger's fundamental purpose is to feed the human spirit. And uh, part of feeding the human spirit is the heart. And that heart is our fundamental strategy to support our purpose. Uh, the color, or, or you could just sell us beef for three ninety eight a pound. How about that? A little bit more on this, including Tom Cotton's mic drop on the other side of this break, and we're also going to talk about the new revolution in Iran that is, well, getting no support from the Biden administration on the other side of this. Stick around. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. <laughs> this is actually, I like this song. Turn this up. That's a SpongeBob. The reason why this is not a rotation, because uh, I, I got Gen Z children, and this is one of the things that we uh, listened to when, uh, when they were growing up. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. We've got a special guest on the phone to talk a little bit about what's going on, uh, not only with Brittany Griner with the <clears throat> prisoner swap exchange with uh, with Russia, but also what's happening in Iran and how we are ignoring it. Lisa Deftari is a TV radio commentator, a podcast host, and an expert on the Middle East and foreign policy. And she joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Good afternoon, Lisa. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, I know you, you mentioned to me off the year that you've been following a lot uh, with what's going on with Brittany Griner uh, and the prisoner uh, swap with uh, what they call the, uh, what they, they made it into a movie, The God of War. Uh, this this uh, guy who, uh, who sold arms around the world to terrorists and others. Uh, what are your thoughts on this exchange, why it happened, who we left behind? Uh, what do you think? Oh, great question, especially about who we left behind. Because, yes. Uh, Little is known about people like Mark Fogel, a, a school teacher who is still, um, you know, uh, withering away in, in Moscow's prisons. Um, Brittany Griner was uh, traded for, for for many reasons, mainly because she is a public figure and uh, a lot of celebrity and other um, individuals rallied for her and advocated for her. But that doesn't mean, you know, her life is worth any more than anyone else's. Um, what's interesting about this case is that they petitioned to get her out. Uh, they appealed her 10-year sentence. She got nine years. They yeah. appealed it. She wasn't able to, to do anything about the sentence. Um, but yet, again, you know, um, giving up such a powerful, uh, deadly, um, you know, character like Victor Bout is is really mind-boggling that we would do that for national security purposes. Look, we, we want to get everyone out, but we do not negotiate with terrorists. And when the Russian uh, government is acting in, in, in a way that's terroristic, why do I say that? Because they're using whatever means they can to intimidate us, terrorize us, and to um, sway our foreign policy then there's no reason to negotiate with them, particularly in such a swap that is, is so unfair and lopsided. Yeah. It's, but, it, it's, beyond, <laughs> it's beyond bizarre uh, to know that they would release one of the most dangerous people, uh, you know, potentially responsible for the deaths of thousands and thousands of people for a WNBA player uh, who nobody really would have known about until she was arrested in Russia. Uh, because, I mean, quite honestly, I'd never heard of Brittany Griner. Most people have never heard of Brittany Griner. Uh, but this is bizarre. Uh, another thing, and I want to ask you this, what do you suppose, because I had uh, posited the 
this this morning. If if the Biden administration um, uh, were willing to work with the FBI to shut down uh, Hunter Biden's laptop story uh, before an election, um, I thought this morning, why wouldn't they do the Brittany Griner release before the midterms? And then I realized that there's a lot of other things going on with Elon Musk, with the FBI, with uh, hearings coming. Do you suppose that part of this might have been a wag the dog scenario to distract some of the things that are happening uh, with regard to the uh, government surveillance and Elon Musk taking over Twitter? Right. It's, it's a very, very good question. Nothing happens. There's no, nothing that happens by accident, Thank right? You. Particularly in terms of political timing and of all of this. And, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you and I might not think that this is a great swap or, or anything that is sound in terms of national security. But to the Biden administration, I'm sure they are patting themselves on the back and saying, you know what? a great time um, to uh, release this news. We knew that they were in talks for a while, the foreign desk, my, my uh, platform. We, we, we covered this just a couple weeks ago that the Russians and the Americans were um, sitting down to talks about a, a potential prisoner swap. But you would think at the very least they would get a couple more people out uh, if they were going to give up such a powerful player and somebody who is so valuable to uh, the Russian government. Um, like you said, you know, a, bas- a female basketball player who was there trying to make a few extra million dollars um, and a school teacher, you know, and there are many others who, again, do not have that same notoriety or, or you know, their, their case has not gotten the headlines that Britney has gotten here in the United States. So, um, you know, again, not such a positive move in our eyes, but the Biden administration is definitely hoping to get some headlines and to cover up a lot of the other more important stories that are, I don't say more important in the sense of, you know, human life, but in the sense of um, priority for Americans to see some of the transparency, see some of what was done either by Fauci or by Biden. Yes. A lot coming to surface just this week. Yes. And, um, you know, again, to give it the proper attention it deserves so that Americans do have the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking out loud and I've not connected any of these, but there are some things that kind of, you know, little, little flags, you know, like those little uh, uh, flags from the uh, federal regulators on Hunter Biden's uh, bank accounts. Um, But like, for instance, uh, this man who they are releasing stole $33 billion worth of weapons from Ukraine after the Soviet Union fell and sold it. Uh, we are funneling billions of dollars into Ukraine right now. We also left about $85 billion worth of military hardware in Afghanistan, which has been and is being sold on black markets around the world. Do you suppose there's any connection there? Can you Do you think that's a, a reach? Or do you think, oh, well, you know, maybe food for thought? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, look, it can all be connected, right? The, the main point of what you're saying, it deserves to be said and that is that a weak foreign policy emboldens our enemies yeah and whether you look at afghanistan with the taliban if you look at the iran regime with the mullahs in charge if you look at uh you know uh, the 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 way that the iran regime is, is sending billions of dollars to our own enemies if you look at china with president biden going over there having a three and a half hour conversation and not bringing up any accountability on yes. the part of the you look at North Korea, who can't get enough missile tests out. You know, I, 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 they are absolutely playing out the clock in terms of, of, of really flexing their muscles during the Biden administration. Uh, and the list goes on. So yeah, yeah. absolutely, you know, a lot of the things that you mentioned deserve the our, our deserve our attention. And not only that, but to connect the dots and say, what have we done and what's the damage? What? How far down the line will this reverberate in terms of our foreign policy and national security? I find it particularly galling that uh, <clears throat> they would negotiate uh, using the uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia as an intermediary when uh, when Brittany Griner as being a, a lesbian uh, woman would be uh, probably summarily uh, imprisoned for being a lesbian and uh, being a woman without a you know face covering in Saudi Arabia I, I find it just galling to be quite honest and then you also see that the Obama administration completely ignored the green revolution Iran which could have changed the lives of millions of people and maybe brought freedom while Barack Obama was the president of the United States we also see that the Biden administration is doing nothing to support the uh, people of China and now we are seeing another revolution in China or, or in, uh, in Iran with the uh, murder of Mont- uh, Mas- uh, Amini uh, for not wearing a hijab 
and uh, and the Biden administration is ignoring this as well. Uh, what it, it killed the Green Revolution. Nothing. We don't know what's happening in China. What is going on in Iran right now, and why are we not supporting this? Right. You know, it seems like a no-brainer, right? So you have the so-called champions of human rights um, in office in, in here in the United States, and you'd think it'd be the best time, the perfect opportunity for freedom fighters around the world to get our attention. And unfortunately, that has not been the case. Massa Amini is a 22-year-old, beautiful young girl uh, who traveled to Tehran to visit family. She was uh, arrested by the so-called morality police for showing some of her hair in front of her hijab, not pr- properly wearing it to cover all her hair, taken into custody, beaten, slips into a coma, and she dies uh, following that beating. Um, uh, the Iranians took to the streets again. I know it's been, you know, it's been so often that we report about protests in Iran, and each time the catalyst is different. One time it was the Green Revolution over a fraudulent election. In 1999, we have the student uprisings in the universities. For the last decade, we have had egg uprisings, and we had bizarre protests, and we have had the truck drivers' protests and the teachers' protests. But each time when they come out onto the streets, particularly this time around, the message is the same. It turns into not a protest over Massa Amini, not not a women's protest, not a hijab protest. This is a protest for regime change. They are telling the world this government does not suit us. They are barbaric. They are brutal. They are killing us. They actually killed a 20-something-year-old handsome young man because he was honking in his car to support the protest. I know. I know. To kill a 16-year-old girl because she would not sing the Islamic Republic's anthem at school. I mean, these are actually, um, you know, these are actual stories. And they break our hearts, but they have not been able to break through to our government or to the U.N. to do anything substantial to support their movement. So, oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Then I've got, a, I've got something I want to bring up. While the United States has come out to say that they support any freedom fighters, they have stopped short of that to say they do not support regime change. And that is what the Iranian people want from yes. our government. They want them to support the actual movement. They're calling this a revolution, and they want that support from Washington. How hard would it be to uh, for us to use the power of the United States government, in maybe possibly in some sort of covert manner, to overturn the Mullahs in Iran? It, it, you know... There's a, there's a couple of things to say here. A, um, it, it's amazing what that verbal support will do to begin with, yes. right? Secondly, to pivot away from any sort of language that suggests that we're going to get back into a nuclear deal. So we have to walk away, not just on a hiatus, but to actually walk away from the nuclear deal and say this is not going to happen. No. To sanction them properly, three to sanction them in a way that is meaningful, that will actually stop them from selling oil, stop them from being able to collect from any sort of central banking system, uh, to not allow the members of the yeah. besiege or the Revolutionary Guard or the government to travel to anywhere in the West, whether it be in the uh, European Union, in Canada, the United States, etc. And some of the nations have started that. And lastly, to come up with creative ways to provide the resources, the Internet, the organizational yes. tools, Otherwise, for the Iranian people to do this themselves, the Iranian people say this, and I speak to hundreds of Iranians every week. I'm reporting this 24 hours a day on our platform. The Iranian people just want one thing. If they're not going to support regime change, they're asking the United States and the Western powers to at least not stand in their way. They know that they have to do this themselves. They're asking for any help that they can. They're asking for people like you and me to give our platforms our time and attention to bring awareness to their story. And, of course, the United States wanted regime change, and they understood the importance of getting this regime out of office, which is many, many benefits, including not just, you know, a democracy and freedom for the Iranian people, but we're going to see stability in the Middle East. It's a myth. It's a myth to believe that the stability of the Middle East rely, is, is, is based on peace between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Peace in the Middle East will come when the Iran regime stops funding billions yes. of dollars into terror organizations to blow up pizza shops and ice cream shops. Yeah. That's where when peace will come. Exactly. That was brilliant and succinct. And I, I, you are now my official expert on Iran here. This is terrific stuff. Don't you find it so just 
ironic and bizarre that we are freeing a woman who uh, kneeled during the national anthem in a country where there's a First Amendment, not exactly taking a risk, uh, being heralded as a hero. And yet the men on the Iranian uh, uh, soccer team did not sing their anthem and their families and their lives have been threatened. And I would venture to say that is one of the bravest things I've seen in a long time compared and i would i would say that we should support them those people more than this spoiled entitled brat who just happened to bring a a vape pen full of hash to russia what do you think right you know it's it's interesting i'm very curious to see her opinion on the the best country on on the planet on planet earth now <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that this happened to her but i don't know if if we're even going to make a dent in in those types of opinions because you know, there's such a lack of awareness here. And, you know, when you watch the reaction of the Western media, uh, of celebrities, of our own government officials, when it comes to a, a movement like the Iranian People's Movements, you understand the lack of awareness that people have. Yeah. When we, you know, yeah. and not to compare, but I think, you know, when you look at, you know, what, what we fight in terms of women's rights here and what they're fighting for, they're literally fighting for their lives. I know. You know, when the value of a woman is half that in the in the court of law to a man, yeah. I mean, th th it's like y y when you're born, you're born at a disadvantage. And of yeah. course, you know, no country is perfect, and we will always fight to make this the best yeah. country on earth. But it's always good to have that sense of awareness to see what's going on in the world and to use our resources to help people like these Iranian people. Lisa Deftari, we have to go, but I do appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining me. You've been awesome. Where can we find your work? Because uh, I, I know you contribute a lot. I've got your uh, your Twitter page and everything. Where can we find your work? Because it's... Well, if you're interested in these types of stories, we do a daily top 10 email. You can subscribe to at foreigndesknews.com. You can also find me on all social media pages. Our platform is called The Foreign Desk and my own platform personal page lisa daftari i'm on twitter and facebook and instagram and everywhere else right. and thank you for having me uh, lisa have a, a glorious rest of your month and a very happy new year to you as well and we'll have you on again soon okay likewise thank all you. right let's take a, a break it's the rob carson show what part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand it's the rob carson show Jean-Pierre explaining why they uh, got Brittany Griner released and left uh, at least a Marine uh, still in the lurch in a Russian gulag who's been there for four years. Treat Paul Whelan differently given the nature of the total, totally illegitimate charges they have levied against Paul. Unfortunately, the choice became to either bring Brittany home or no one. It's kind of like the choice to uh, to choose Corinne Jean-Pierre instead of a white guy to be press secretary. As the president said this morning, he will he will never stop working. Same boxes checked. Secure Paul's release. Except for she's not seven feet tall. And return home, and he will not give up. But we have to use this case because of the uh, increased d uh, distraction value caused by it from all of the other scandals that we're going through right now. On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympi Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans. That's right. Who wouldn't want their daughters to sneak a vape pen full of hash into a country where it's illegal? What a what a tremendous uh, uh, role model she is as she kneeled during the national anthem on the graves of uh, tens of thousands of Americans who fought and died for her freedom. A great role model. To just let me give you a round of applause there, Brits. I mean, honestly, I want my little girl to be just not you. I mean, like you. Particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and... I got Women of color. I called you. Again, this is the reason why she is the, uh, <laughs> the uh, spokesperson. Americans and women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia. Yeah, she should have, because that's illegal over there. And uh, we can't be having weed over there. Are I am deeply proud of the work that the president has done. You, you mean uh, you didn't you mean to say instead of I am maybe they am or or the am or another? Pro I got to hear that thing about why she was released again and why it's so important because she really hit the nail on the head. More than an Olympi Olympian, she is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. There you go. That's the reason why Paul Whelan 
is still in a Russian prison. Let's hear it again. To millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. Wow. So you're going to get essentially like a social credit score <laughs> to get your freedom. Those who check the most boxes move to the front of the line. Wow. I, it's just just remarkable. Just, just remarkable. I have to uh, just say, uh, I forgot this uh, this last bite from Tom Cotton uh, 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 talking to the CEO of uh, of Kroger. They want to buy, they want to monopolize the grocery industry by uh, purchasing uh, another grocery chain. And they were in front of Congress, even though Kroger is this really woke company. And Tom Cotton says, you know, you, you fire uh, Christians who don't want to wear LGBTQIA pride uh, buttons on their on their aprons, and uh, and you come here begging for approval for your monopoly. You know, this situation reminds me a little bit of the situation big tech companies have found themselves in in recent years. They've come to Washington because they fear regulation from our Democratic friends or action by the Biden administration, and they expect Republicans who are traditionally more supportive of free enterprise to come to their defense. And I've cautioned them for years that if they silence uh, conservatives and center-right uh, voters across the country, if they discriminate against them in their company, they probably shouldn't come and ask Republican senators to carry the water for them whenever our Democratic friends... I can hear you clicking. Stop it. ...want to regulate them or block their mergers. So I, I've heard a lot, a lot of questioning about that today, and I've read a lot about it in the news, um, and I'll say this. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Best of luck. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't catch the stupid breaking news.